0: Yo, what is up everybody? Welcome to Athlete on Fire. I'm Scott Jones your host today's show is brought to you guys by Health IQ. I'll talk about that in 1 second. I just wanted to give a little tease to the show. Have a good friend on the show today. His name is Ian Warner. He is a former Olympian and he has started a new business that helps athletes deal with their injuries locally. And online, and it's just a really cool story. He had some injuries as a young athlete, and uh, he wanted to figure out a way to help athletes who are going through this stuff. And athletes are defined as pretty much all of us who go on Google after we sprain an ankle or something. So just a really cool show for us to kind of reconnect. There's some pretty big life things that happened in both of our lives in last year, so we talked about that as well. So I think you guys will enjoy that, of course. Uh, Health IQ, really quick, they are a life insurance company uh, agency rather that helps health conscious people like you guys, I'm assuming, if you guys listen to a show like Athlete on Fire, uh, anyway, get lower rates on their life insurance. If you guys can go over to slash AOF as an athlete on fire to support the show and support the sponsor of the show, which is always awesome. Um, if you end up talking to an agent over there, just let them know that AOF sent you over there, or Athlete on Fire sent you over there. Um, it's pretty fun when you go on to see if you qualify, you have to. Uh, well, they ask you to take a quiz, which is kind of fun. Based on your interests, so it could be cycling or running or, or weightlifting. They'll ask you if you've competed in any events recently. Like all those little, those little points about your lifestyle actually count towards getting you better rates in your insurance. So your life insurance, which is pretty cool. So they can save up to thirty-three percent because of common sense, basically. But they actually use data. So uh, physically active people have fifty-six percent lower heart disease, twenty percent lower risk of cancer, and fifty-eight percent lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive they use the numbers and they use some common sense to actually underwrite for people who are being active and uh they take away a lot of the guesswork that uh kind of put us um actually just di- didn't allow us for for good rates back in the day so check them out healthiq.com aof hope you guys enjoy the show with Ann. i thought it was pretty awesome um he's just a great dude he really is so enjoy the show guys appreciate it All right, so I'm here with Ian Warner. What's up, Ian? How you
1: doing, man? I'm doing great, man. This is uh, I think I first wanted to be on this podcast in 2014, and it's 2018, and it's finally happen happening. So
0: uh, I'll take that. You said 2018? That's crazy.
1: Yes, it is. It is crazy. Time—time is flying. It's zooming. Uh, Like I was just saying to you a little bit earlier, you know, having a, a newborn who's turning one, it's like time feels like it's going fast and slow all at the same time.
0: Feels like it's going really slow at about three in the morning.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a slow, slow is how when I get up. But then uh, you know, when I I look at her and I see her growth, I remember that time's going fast. So you know, you got to make the most of every day.
0: Yeah, for sure. Hey, wh- why don't you why don't you do this? Why don't you let the the listeners know how we know each other and kind of our history and a little bit about yourself?
1: Okay, so uh, I'll start with how how we know each other. Then, so I i had reached out to scott on twitter i believe i i just ran into his podcast and i was like oh dope like athlete on fire it sounds like a great name I, you know i had been an athlete my whole life and um i had just re- retired from from track and field and uh i was like you know it'd be dope to kind of hop on hop on the podcast or whatever and I, I didn't really have anything to talk about i didn't have any projects going at the time so or actually i had one project going at the time but um so me and Scott ended up talking and, uh, we ended up coming to the conclusion, you know, that we, we had, we wanted to do something together and I had an idea for, uh, uh, a, a concept called bounce back podcast and, and, and bounce back entrepreneur, which was, you know, providing information to young entrepreneurs and uh, resources to them to stop them from, from quitting, to keep them in the, in, in things for the long run. And, uh. So we we kind of were getting to know each other and kind of feel each other out and see how things were going to go. And just as things were getting like sweet, I ended up moving from – I lived in Kansas City at the time. I moved from Kansas City to Arizona, and I got a new job, which ended up consuming way more of my time than I thought it was going to consume and uh, ended up quitting. And it was a good lesson, and I, I still use the email to this day. Uh, my email has the the BBE in it uh, for a bounce back entrepreneur. My Skype is bounce back podcast, and I and I kept them as a reminder to uh, stick with things. Don't don't quit. It's just a good reminder that you gotta uh, you gotta stay in things for the long haul. And um, we actually had a podcast, uh, not a podcast. We had a, a mastermind together, um, which was my first mastermind I would ever kind of started myself. And he was kind of the that that leadership guy depended on to come in and really. Uh, uh, drop that knowledge. So that's yeah. how we knew each other. Uh, but for myself, uh, I, I I'm actually originally from Toronto, Ontario. I uh, got a full scholarship to Iowa State. Uh, while I was there, that's where I met my wife. So I, I married an American, and I, I've been in the, in the states ever since. I actually live in Ann Arbor, Michigan, right now. Um, and I you know I ran track and field from when I was seven till I was 22. Made the 2012 Olympic team, and um, yeah, that's that's kind of my the quick summary of my my story. I'm an entrepreneur now. And uh, my my big thing is just, I'm just trying to stick with one thing and just ride it until you make it happen, man.
0: Amen. So the re- the other thing with the bounce back thing is, uh, me and Ian are are proud, but we're not proud to like ignorance. But but the reason I say <laughs> that is because I think because we're athletes, like I think we're just so used to knowing what failing continuously feels like. Like mm-hmm. I played baseball. If you're failing seventy percent of the time, you're in the top. 95th percentile you were a track athlete there's only one person that gets to win every time yep. you go out you know exactly. so it's very similar as far as like you're going to fail so much in these sports and i think we both had just had that like blissful optimistic ignorance and uh i'm almost 40 and i still have it there's something wrong with me man
1: <laughs> yeah and, and you know it the, we connected on that and it was funny because i remember at one point when we first started it was one of those feelings where we're, we're both used to starting things and being the person that goes hard and the other person doesn't right and i remember that and it was like we were both trying to feel out like okay is this guy gonna actually like do his part or not and like we were both were like gohards and um so it was, it was cool to connect with someone who kind of had that same fire without a doubt
0: yeah i still feel like that with my with a lot of my projects how do you feel with that for you
1: Oh yeah. yeah. So, so with, with my app, so I have a mobile app right now. It's out on the, on the app store. And, uh, I, to, to give you the story of sticking with something. So I started this, uh, February, 2016. That's when I found my co-founder. I was like, okay, we're going to do this. My co-founder is the developer. He said it was going to take six months. Almost two (laughs) years later, almost two years later, he ended up quitting on me. You know, he just, we, you know, I gave him so many chances. Just things were happening. Finally, I had a serious conversation with him, Scott. I'm like, listen, man, what's going on? Like, there's no way this thing should be taking this long. He ends up quitting. He goes and gets a job at Ford. So he leaves me. So I restarted this entire project September 2017 and got it out December, basically December 1st.
0: Wow. That, yeah. That happens all the time, man. It's so frustrating. But you know what? You got to give people a benefit of the doubt. I mean, when when – and I and I'm saying this because I'm sure I've let people down in some way shape or form over the years. Sure. You know, th- there's sure. a there's probably a reason we've lost partners and and lost collaborators um that forces us to take a deep deep look at ourselves because I there's got to be something wrong with some of the things I'm doing at some point. So am I going too hard? Am I just disorganized? What is it? I don't know. I I've, I've had to look at that and figure it out and I think I've kind of fine-tuned my my habits and the way I work so that things are sustainable. But that will wear you out, like I think that's why a lot of people start a project like this mm-hmm. is this is probably your fifth big project you've started. You've started other businesses before and uh and you knew enough that you that this was a good enough idea that you just wanted to to dive in and, and stick with it and kind of the concept that like if you just don't quit and it's a good enough idea and you have enough if you have enough feedback early on to know it's a good enough idea, then it can't fail if you don't if you don't stop plugging away.
1: That's, that's no, a good uh, that, that, that's, I, I 100% agree with you. And um, and I think you're right with that. I, 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 I never want to be the person or the type of person that doesn't give people the benefit of the doubt. I think most people are good. And I think especially in our social media world now, the, the negative gets over promoted so much that you're convinced that people are horrible. But I always say to people, like, some of my favorite books and people to study are uh, Genghis Khan and Alexander the Great. And I'm like, if you think times are bad now, read about what those guys used to do. Like, they would just pull up to a, a town, just burn the whole thing down <laughs> and just keep and just keep moving. Like, they didn't even care who was there. What It was just uh, a part of their journey of, of you know, kind of taking over the world, you know. And uh, so I always try and just come – Approach things with a fresh mindset of being like, hey, you know what? People have other things going on. Going on, you know, maybe this didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but um, I still think that person is a good person, and most yeah. of the time they are good people. It's just, you know, it just didn't work out. It wasn't good timing. It wasn't meant to be. And um, I think you just got to be okay with that and keep keep moving.
0: Man, I can count on probably four four or five fingers the people I've worked with or collaborated with that. Oh man, they're starting to pop up. I'll say lesson five, uh, that are legit. I think probably not the best people in the world. I, I can say that other than that. I've, I mean, I've worked with tons of people. Almost everybody's almost everybody's cool. I mean, it just yeah. comes out. And then the social media thing, I think w- to touch on that, you know, you can't beg somebody to be an entrepreneur. And I learned that lesson a long time ago. And you know how I learned it? I learned it from asking people to go do physical things with me. Yeah. Because if they didn't put the training in and the time in, then, uh, for me, it ended up being a less than ideal experience. Whether it's climbing a mountain or going to go do some kind of race or something, uh, if you got to beg somebody to do it, it's probably not worth. It's probably not worth the time in, in the long run. I, I I always use that for for young athletes and young entrepreneurs. Yeah, I
1: gotta I gotta take note on that one because I I've never thought of it like that, but uh, it makes sense when I look back on my own life. And I think as someone who is an entrepreneur and just kind of naturally, you know, you've been an athlete and you're used to just going and getting things like it's so hard for us to fathom sometimes why someone else wouldn't want to just go get it. Like you, you have an idea or you have something there that, you know, you want to pursue or you don't like where you are with your life right now. And you want so much for them to kind of come along with you on the ride. Um, But you're right. They have to, they have to want it themselves. And, you know, people, they won't, they won't make a change until they want to make that change. And and until that point, there's not a lot you can do to help them.
0: And then I, I being able to work on your own and build leverage on your own by the the quality of your work—I mean, that's that's what I'm doing now. I mean, I, yeah, I'll have interns, I'll have people that I work with and collaborate with. Like me and you, will probably end up doing something collaborative. I, I can almost guarantee it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, like we both and and p- other people listen, you got to build, you got to build a platform where people are coming to you, and you got to build, uh, you know, whether it's a podcast or a business or whatever it is. You have gotta build something where people are are coming to you, and that's the leverage that you need to find. In my opinion, the quality of of business or entrepreneur uh, entrepreneur that you want to work with, because finding people who aren't doing anything and and you know convincing them to work with you, it just doesn't work. I've I've tried it too many times. I can I can say pretty confidently that it's not working most of the time don't doing it that way.
1: It's kind of like that quote that if uh, you want something done, find a busy person to do it.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love that quote. I say that all the time. I not. I mean, I live that. I feel like I'm so much more productive when I'm just running all over the place. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait. So, so why in the heck, Genghis Khan? This isn't even old school. This is like, this is like, old world. Genghis Khan and Alexander the Great. Wait, you like reading about them, or you you actually like the the individuals? I, I didn't get the whole well, story. so there.
1: so okay. So this is the thing. This is the thing. I, I think uh, I I bought Genghis Khan's book because I think Genghis Khan gets a really bad rap, all right. Uh, and I think he was a lot smarter than people realize, and and you can learn a lot more from him. But I also think one of the things with it is that because I think Genghis Khan was a 1200s, I believe. And it was just a different time like the way things worked and like you know w- there was obviously no technology and stuff so the way you were you became powerful was just by taking over like land right yeah but he has a quote that like is is one of my favorite quotes and it applies to kind of what i was saying at the start of this and he said there's no good in anything until it's finished and i was like yes <laughs> and Man. his that, that <laughs> was his whole thing like he he the way he 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 it, encouraged his men and all that stuff it it was like listen we're not fighting just to fight like we have a purpose in what we're doing it just happens to be that we have to take these guys down to get to that purpose and he was all about you know saving his men and all these type of things he also had like there's tons of rumors about him that he he raped so many women and obviously that wasn't in that part wasn't in the book but um i i know i'm I'm, i read about him because i think that there's just something you can learn about him but i also realized that that time in the world was at least to me was way worse than a lot of things people complain about today and you know i always say this as as a as a black man i tell this to other young black men when they complain about certain situations i say listen you have to remember that your ancestors would love to live today
0: yeah
1: they would love it if they had the opportunities we have today like i'm not saying the world is perfect but it's 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 better, and if you read history and you go back and you just keep going further back <laughs> you'll see that um I think you would rather live now than than go back you know two hundred three hundred years
0: well, that goes for every single race i mean we're living in the most peace i mean from a worldwide viewpoint we're living in one of the most peaceful times that's ever been recorded in history it's pretty crazy <laughs> i mean people are so. The, the reason it seems like there's so much outrage in my opinion is because people are so freaking bored. They have time to be outraged about crap. That just doesn't matter. You know, Yeah. I never thought about. I never thought about that.
1: It, it, it is kind of true. You have more time to just sit, sit and mull it over.
0: Yeah. And they do. That's what, that's why Netflix was invented. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, Ian, before the show, me, me and Ian are going to be therapizing each other a little bit. That's not a word, but I just made it up. Um, <laughs> cause we, Therapy. we didn't have a lot of clothes. Like, uh, for the listeners too the first time i ever first time i ever talked to ian i was on the road i was going to go visit my my parents were visiting me out here in colorado they're staying in a hotel cuz we were staying in a small condo and uh it was a really stressful time in my life cuz we we uh me and my wife had an event company that really uh, Start off well and we tried to scale too quick and lost our freaking butts. And it was right after that. And uh, I was going to go visit my dad mom at the hotel. And I talked – like the first time me and Ian ever got on the phone, we talked for like 45 minutes to an hour. And like just awesome energy. That's how we typically talk anyway. And we couldn't shut up. And like I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. Uh, so, you know, since then I've lost my dad. And since then uh, when we were doing the, the, the um, Bounce Back Entrepreneur program – uh, we had that, that we had that mastermind with with some young entrepreneurs and and uh you know people kind of starting their own thing in in the very initial stages it seemed like we had a lot of green a lot of green entrepreneurs in there just figuring it out yeah. and uh and one of the one of the guys who was one of your good friends i'm just sharing a story because it might be easier one of, one of the guys was one of your really good friends um ended up passing away in, in that period of time since we talked last. yeah yeah and uh, and i know that beat you up like crazy like crazy and i think you know i've talked about grief a lot on the on the show but i would like to for a few minutes just die, i'd like to dive in a little bit um and here's the thing i've talked about grief a lot because my dad i've talked about grief a lot because people lose people you know <laughs> and <laughs> one of the things i really like to focus on is like saying the name of the people that we lose and, and keeping keeping them around in our thoughts and all that stuff but um yeah talk about your buddy a little bit a little bit about that process and yeah. you know, what you've taken from that
1: You know, so uh, this 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 individual, his name is Andre and we I I met him when I was seven years old. We ran track together and we ended up finding out just by chance, like I, I didn't go to a high school that was in my area. I I, I drove quite a a distance to get to high school every day and I found out like that he was going to the same high school so it was like the craziest thing we'd known each other all these years we're like going to the same high school we just did everything together in high school you know and we had the same goals like we got to get a scholarship we got to get out of Toronto and I ended up leaving on time he didn't do as well in school so he had to stay back a year and get his grades back up and then he ended up going to uh, NAIA in Texas ended up just, you know working his butt off he ended up leaving there uh he came back to he went back to Toronto he uh was you know working out of a uh, I think at Walmart and you know just hating his life working at Walmart cuz you know he he knew he should be doing so much more but ended up getting uh, a scholarship to uh D1 school middle middle tennessee state got to go there and where where the crossroads kind of came and this is where the mastermind Scott uh, comes in to the picture he had to make a decision on whether to stay in the states or whether to go back home and what's so brutal about it is like i knew it was going to be tough for him to go back home because when you're young and you're growing up and you're you're playing a sport you you have so much support and you don't really realize it until you go back and everybody's kind of grown up and you know, he had his coaches and all his friends and everybody was there pushing him and, and encouraging him to do good and stuff. And he went back and it was like, everyone's just gone. The, the the few people that were still left in Toronto, you know, they had kids and houses and jobs and lives and things going on. So when he got back, he didn't really know what to do. He, he was trying to figure it out and he had all these entrepreneurial aspirations, but he didn't have the courage to actually, you know. Uh, go out and do it, so I was like, man, you know, get this mastermind, I think this will be really good. You can talk with people who are in the same position as you, and uh you know scott who who's who's doing it now who can you know kind of give you some some steps and and he ended up kind of qu- quitting the mastermind, but he couldn't say he wouldn't say why, but it was because he didn't have money, but he was too ashamed to say he didn't have money and the the big moral of the story that kind of really like hit me with everything that happened to him was that you you can't be too prideful to ask for help, you know yeah. He, he was struggling financially, and then struggling financially, I think, was starting to make him not feel like he was a man, like, not, not feel like he was doing anything with his life. And then that just started a down, downward spiral, and then he, he ended up committing suicide. And uh, I, I, like, one, was I not only, like, shocked by it, because just knowing him and his, his personality and who he was, I felt... Th- thought that I, I never thought that that was something he would even consider to be honest right. but when you look back on it like you can always start connecting certain dots on so th- certain things he said and and things like that but um it really just came out of left field man and and that was a big reason why i i started Cole as well because that was actually something i was i did talk to him about all the time and said hey you know like this is this idea i've had i, I think it'd be a really good idea and I, but i never was actually doing taking any action on it so when he passed away that's a huge reason why I I I set in stone. I was like, no matter what, no matter how hard it is, no matter how much money it costs me, no matter who quits on me, no matter what happens, I'm gonna keep going because I told him I was gonna do this one day. He's gone, so I feel like I gotta do it. You know, partially for for him and his name and and and, and things like that. But yeah, man, that that whole situation was was brutal and it, and it really opened my eyes to the fact that you know at that time. We were both 25 years old, you know, and to think, like, you 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 never go through high school thinking, "Hey, you know what? It's going to be over for me at 25." And it just reminded me that you don't know when your time's going to be up. Yeah. So you you have to make the most of, of every single day because living to 90 years old isn't isn't guaranteed. It'd be nice, but it's not guaranteed. Yeah. And um, yeah, you just, just got to make the most of each day, man.
0: Yeah, he was young. How old was he?
1: He he at the time he was 25.
0: Yeah, he's a young dude. And and the yeah. thing is, like I just know him from Skype calls. He had a great energy. He was smart. He had a friggin' radio voice, like nobody's business. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember. Yeah, that's right. I remember you saying that.
0: I was like, dude, you have got to be on the freaking audio somewhere because you've got an amazing. voice. yeah, he's just he was a good dude. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I knew him. Anyway, you know the, that group. That's a learning experience for everybody. Um, Come coming back after like the really heavy grief that happens after we lose somebody you know, I think that's when the perspective comes when you're not like when you, when you, you know, there's just so much sadness early on that you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't even see two feet in front of you. But when some of the sadness kind of, kind of dissipates and you can remember them for who they were, like that gives a lot of perspective. And for me, it's given me a lot of ideas and it's given me a lot of motivation physically and mentally and professionally. Um, after losing my dad and I'm sure, I'm sure when you're working on something or you're on low sleep and you just think about, you know, the fact that you're able to to do these things and and quote unquote suffer a little bit for what your dreams are it's it makes all uh-huh. kind of worth it right
1: no 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 definitely and yeah and yeah i, I 100% agree with you on the fact that you know after that sad with sadness kind of passes and you're able to kind of look at it with a fresh set of eyes uh you're usually able to take some, some positive perspective away from things and and use the situation for, for good and, and to do something positive and, and for motivation to uh, become more. Because you know that, you know, you're, I'm, I'm sure your dad would, you know, he, he would want you to obviously go on and, you know, live your life to the fullest and make the most. And I know, without a doubt, Andre would, would never want me to uh, sit around and mope and uh, kind of just let my life unravel, you know. So
0: you know, uh, I Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Ian.
1: No, no, that that was all. You know, I just always just kept that in the back of my head.
0: Yeah. No, I think yeah, I think most people if they're honest say would say, you know, I'd love to be remembered, but I would love mm-hmm. if you were not miserable based on my departure. I think that's mm-hmm. how my dad would think, and how anybody would think, because it's got mm-hmm. to happen. All of us. So, all right. So, so we were here to make you guys happy today. I'm I'm, I'm glad we could uh, bring all the happiness and joy to your lives on this wonderful day, wherever you might be. <laughs> we're gonna switch it up a little bit. Actually, before we switch it up. I'm gonna um, uh, publicly, no matter how many people listen to this, whether it's 500 or 1,500, uh, call Ian out. Ian, if you ghost me ever again, we're, we're, I've never met you in person, but we're gonna meet in person. I'm not as little as my little head looks on Skype, and we're gonna get after it. That's not allowed. No, time.
1: I, no, no, no. I, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm staying for the record right now. After, so basically, the the whole the whole deal for me on my end is like after. The the mastermind kind of unraveled and bounce back entrepreneur didn't work out. I just felt horrible. Like I was like, man, I just wasted this guy's time. I felt unworthy of even talking to him. And then not too long after that, you know, Andre passed away. And then it was just like, uh, it was, so I, I was in a rut. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I always kept in the back of my mind. I was like, okay, I got to reach out to him. Got to reach out to him. Got to reach out to him. And finally, I was like, man, this is too long. And and just even talking to him right now, I feel good right now because the energy, like you said, the energy between us has always been uh. It's always been a good energy, and uh, you're you're 100 right. Uh, if I ghost you again, I deserve to get smacked.
0: Yeah, I- I'd like to do it. It'd be fun. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but you're quicker. Like you you can get away, but if we go if if you can't get away for more than a few miles, I'm gonna run you down. All right, so well, that's the uh, thing. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't have that endurance like you, so. <laughs> Uh, which is funny because you know I grew up playing power sports. Like the fact that I have any endurance right now it would be hilarious to people who have <laughs> been growing up. All right, so I, I do want to So what we're going to do now? I want to talk about you as an athlete a little bit, um, and then we're going to talk about Co. And um, I don't feel obligated to fit everything about your life or everything about our relationship or things we're working on into the show because one of my big goals for 2018, I've told a few guests this already, is to. Create um, create athlete on Fire that feels more like more like traditional radio. In the fact that I can have guests come back, share things that are going on. Like my friends who are entrepreneurial and athletic and athletes and have their their toe in this in this world right here. Um, mm-hmm. Like things are happening so fast and changing so so quickly that there's always something to talk about. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I definitely want to do you know have you on every every three or four weeks or something like that so we don't have to cover everything and it doesn't feel like the end of the world. So uh, that being said, just as an athlete, um, what, what were a couple like really quick habits that you learned that you were going to have to make a part of your routine or part of your life to really perform at a high level? Whether it was at Iowa State or post, post-grad or, or maybe something you've learned recently.
1: Uh, for me, the biggest habit was getting in the routine of just taking care of my body uh that was that was the biggest thing that really uh led to my my success uh that I had in making the olympic team was i i realized that you know you can't you can't go out and live like everybody else like you you can't go to parties and and drink and and not do your the 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 rehab things you need to do when when you have an injury or whatever or you know take those ice baths or have a hot and cold contrast or go 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 pay for a massage or or whatever the case is like you have to get in the habit of making all of those things uh, a part of your life and a part of your routine and get to the point where it's just who you are like every anyone who knew me in college knew that at you know seven o'clock at night when after i was done eating dinner I was gonna grab my stretch, stretching rope. I was gonna put the TV on, and I was gonna uh, stretch for half an hour while I watched a TV show. That was just the routine I I, I, did, I developed, and uh, it worked. Um, but I would say that was that would be the number one thing. If I just add one more in there, hmm. let me think about that. I would say uh, getting in the habit of doing the things that you don't want to do. I, I think one misconception a lot of people have about sports and athletes is that you know you look at someone like lebron james you just say oh he's talented he it's just really easy for him everything's easy you know he just goes out and just plays it's easy he goes to practice everything's easy but you know these great guys they do a lot of things they don't want to do you know kobe bryant when this guy's putting up three thousand shots in a day you know he he doesn't i guarantee he doesn't want to do it every day but it's not about what you want to do every day it's about staying locked in on your mission, staying locked in on your goal and remembering why you want to accomplish that. And when you remember why you want to accomplish that, then it's a lot easier to get up every day and do the things that that need to be done. Like uh, Scott knows, you know, I've been getting up at three o'clock in the morning since since I met him, around the time I I met him. That's when I started doing it in 2014 and or no, 2015, I apologize. And uh, since that, 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 since I started doing it, there's been plenty of days where i i don't want to do it and i still get up and it's just it's not because um i want to punish myself or anything like that it's because i know what i want to accomplish i know where i want my life to be i know what kind of life i want to provide for uh, my family i know what kind of example i want to set for my daughter and once i remember those things i'm, I'm up it's not a problem
0: yeah no, that's huge i, I said in that schedule some things that just aren't negotiable uh as an entrepreneur and athlete is is getting your work in with whether it's in the gym on the track or on the computer that's that's a huge habit for me too um hey what what distances did you run
1: uh 100 200 so should the shortest the shortest you can get
0: nice <laughs> still is that still the case do you still do you still run at all yeah i still i, I always
1: still go and i'll do hills and all that type of stuff and I, i'll run a little bit longer now but i don't think i'll ever be like I shouldn't say ever, like who knows what will happen, but at least not right now. I'm not like a marathon guy or anything like that.
0: Right, right. Alright, so um after Bounce Back or Kansas City, you moved down to Phoenix, right? Yep. And you were working for Altus, which is a coaching athlete resource primarily for is it primarily for track athletes?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's primarily for track athletes.
0: Okay. So what what did you do with those guys?
1: So when I went out there I I helped them actually set up a membership site um, which is really cool because it's it's really it's doing really well now. And um, but what was cool about the opportunity was I got to set help them set the membership site. So I was out at practice, uh, filming a lot, you know, taking pictures of things and getting like you know audio recordings, doing interviews with people. Uh, but because I, I at that point I had only been retired from the sport for maybe a year at that point when I went out there. I knew pretty much all the athletes out there a lot of my childhood friends who I grew up with Um, were actually out there So that's actually one thing that did help me when andre did pass is that I was in arizona But there were at least 15 canadians that knew him that were there as well So Uh we all kind of we all kind of had each other which was nice. Um, my brother He was training out of there his wife worked there. My wife also worked there My wife's an athletic trainer. So she was giving therapy to the athletes there Uh, My brother's wife was a coach there and my brother was running. So it, it was uh it was cool from the standpoint of we had a family in Arizona,
0: nice. um,
1: and yeah, and I, I learned a lot um, being out there, just in terms of people, how to treat people, um, you know, putting the customer first, all these, these different type of, types of concepts that um, I think are easy to let slip away sometimes. Um, I got to, to really have that reinforced in, in, in my brain, so I, I really enjoyed my time out there and, and, and being out there.
0: What, uh So how long did you leave?
1: I left there in uh, November, uh, November 2017. No, 2016. Sorry,
0: year and a half ago, or so. a little over a year yeah.
1: ago. Yeah, yeah, a little over a year ago. So you're in Michigan. Yep. So yeah. Now, now, in, I mean, in I were Michigan. My wife had a had an opportunity to work with uh, UM's therapy team here, and uh, it made sense because it makes her her schedule is really flexible. So we're both. It's kind of like how you are, where you know you and your wife, where you guys have your your days. Um, we kind of do a, a similar thing, um, different times of the day. I have her, and, and then we switch off. Um, but then also because it's close to Toronto, and that's where my family's from, so my my parents have got to see uh, my daughter Ivy a little bit more. So that's why we we kind of came up here for a little bit.
0: Oh, nice! How far are you guys from there, from Toronto?
1: It's four. It's a four-hour drive. Oh,
0: that's or not about,
1: about yeah, about four and a half. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's a smooth drive.
0: That's always so deceiving to me because. Just the way Michigan's set up, you know, like how close some of the Canadian uh, cities are from from Michigan. Yeah,
1: it's like, yeah, you can cross the border in 30 minutes.
0: That's crazy because they do it. The, the, the Detroit Marathon goes over into Canada and comes back yes, to the bridge, and it looks that's really, right. it looks really cool.
1: Yeah, that is right.
0: I still have not been to Toronto. I gotta go there. I've been in so many to so many places, but I've not been to Toronto.
1: Yeah, you gotta go to Toronto, man. It's a, it's a, it really is a beautiful city. Like uh, from a from a multicultural standpoint, I'm pretty sure it's the most multicultural city in the world. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, yeah. In terms of food, you can get authentic anything from uh, any corner, any corner of the world. Like honestly, like it's great.
0: I love that. Yeah. I'm hungry right now. That sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what's um we've talked about this before, but what what's your family's background?
1: So, my mom is from Barbados. My dad, he was born in England, but his parents are from St. Kitts. So, his whole side of the family really is from St. Kitts. Um but he they moved to uh England for 10 years, had my dad there and then moved to Canada.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, that's good and diverse just right there.
1: Yeah, I no, Yeah, it's uh, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of diversity just in the family.
0: That's awesome. Um, all right, so the, the one thing I do want to just touch on because I think when we do get back together, this will be uh, something that we always check in on and see how it's doing. I'm just kind of curious personally too. So, Colabs, dot com. First of all, we'll talk about what it is, but what's the name mean? How would you get the name?
1: So it means. Uh, so what what happened was it was called Fixed at first, which F I X T, and when I got the domain name, uh, right after, another company sprung up that with the same name, and uh, they launched their product when we should have launched our product. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, and and they really started blowing up. And what they do is they fix cell phones, like cell phone screens and stuff, but like they do it digitally. So they have this whole system set up on the app where you send your phone in and then you get it fixed and they send it back or whatever. So when that name started blowing up, I was like, oh man, this is such a pain in the butt. I, I was like, do I keep it as fixed? And then I decided we had to switch it. So Ko, it means healing in a, a language called Hmong. Uh, it's a It's like a chinese like dialect um but yeah it, it basically came down to it was really tough finding domain names and stuff. you know that whole deal oh, yeah. um we were just running through name ideas after name idea, and then i I also like code too because i'm a I'm a fan of really short it's it's short you know, you know not a lot of letters and and all that stuff, so that's what we ended up uh uh keeping it at all
0: right And the service uh is a resource for athletes and recreational athletes who are injured but how does it work like what what's the genesis story of this thing and what do people <laughs> expect from it you know all
1: right so what happened was i had this idea when i first got to college i because i i'm a canadian but i've been in the states you know for a, for a while now but when i first got here i got injured and i realized how different like the american healthcare system is like it's just different here, and I, I, it, it's definitely kind of like a have's and have-nots. Like if you don't have money and you don't have insurance and you can't afford all that stuff, then people just don't get any help. And in Canada, it's just not that way because it's it's free healthcare. People can go, even if they have a quote. Like people just go. They don't have a, They don't. Yeah. They don't have to feel that need to be like, oh well, oh, how much this is this gonna cost? Is it gonna be insurance and all that yeah, stuff? I've been there so
0: before. it's not fun.
1: Yeah, it's it's not fun. Like I I had a I had a friend in uh, college. His dad had a heart attack, and it, the bill was like eighty grand or something. It was just crazy. Like I I've never. Anyways, yeah. So I experienced that that change, and I said, you know, there there needs to be a way to find therapists like that are good for treating athletes because there's a lot of therapists out there. There's a lot of chiropractors and stuff, but not all of them treat athletes. But. There's there was nothing. There's no resource, so I was trying to look for a chiropractor. So I was just trying people out, trying people out, and even like Yelp at that time didn't. They barely had any. No, actually, at that point, they didn't even have any medical people. It was still just food at that point. So that was when I first had the idea. But I, I, you know, I just like most people with ideas, I just talked about it, did nothing with it. How I ended up coming to realize this is going to work is, I started an Instagram account once I was done with track and i just started posting things that i would do to stay healthy when i when i was an athlete i just wanted to give back to kind of the community and i started building up the followers and what started happening man was people would dm me injury questions
0: yeah
1: and i and i would just be like i'm not like i'm not a doctor like i'm like i'm just posting stuff i did but like i'm not actually like officially like a medical person or anything and they're like oh no it's okay like I like you seem like you know what you're talking about. Like, what would you do if you were me? And I was like, Well, if I were you, I'd do this. And then they would do it, and they'd be like, Oh man, I feel better now. I was like, Oh, okay, that's great. And then it just kind of kept happening. But then when it really hit me, a guy from India asked me a question, and he sent his X-ray with the question, nice. no joke, through through Instagram. And I asked him, I was like. Why would you send me an extra? Like, that means to me that you've already seen a doctor. So if you've seen a doctor already, why are you asking a a random Instagram account? And he's like, oh, I just want a second opinion. And I was like,
0: ah. Dr. Warner paging a Dr. (laughs) Warner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, So after that, I showed my wife. I was like, this is crazy. I'm like, this is it. This is what you do. You let people ask an injury question. And then you'll have their location, you'll have their injury, you'll have their sport and all the information you need, and you can hook them up with the correct resources. So that's what the app does. Right now, it, it's simple right now. You ask an injury question, and there's a feed of injury questions, and therapists look at the feed, and they answer questions, which they think they can provide some help for. But we're adding in a bunch of different things as we go. Like uh, We're working on a feed right now that allows you to uh, be like, location-based. So if Scott puts in a question, it's only going to find uh, people wherever scott is so if you go to a, a a race in tampa, florida, and you put an injury question Well, it's gonna find you therapists that are close to your injury question in tampa, florida So you can find someone who's a sports therapist who's good at what they do who's been reviewed by other people they uh, Come you know highly rated in the app and you can just go and see that person and They're nice and close and you know, they're good
0: boom shock android and app and apple
1: no, just Apple right now. Android will be done. We are working our butts off on this thing. It should be done by the end of January or early February. It'll be out.
0: Nice. Okay, so um, we're not going to talk a lot about the app because we're going to do a lot of follow up on this. But um, what you got against Ice, man? I was looking at your Instagram earlier. Every third post is talking some smack about Ice. Okay, so here's
1: the here's the Ice deal. This is this is actually pretty funny because people have been getting violently angry with me about these Ice I
0: posts. <laughs> I knew it.
1: Like. Like, I I never expected this explosion. And this is the thing with ice. I don't have a problem with ice in terms of people using it. But where the issues are coming in is that people use ice like it's it's a magic healing power. Like, it's – and ice is just frozen water. It helps to numb pain, but it's not actually making your injury better. So if you go roll your ankle and you ice it after – one you're actually slowing down the healing process because your body naturally knows how to heal itself it's swelling itself for a reason and there's actually been studies that have come out showing this that the whole um rice you know rest i you know elevate all that stuff it is not um it's not as effective as people thought it was so i have a a, a team i help coach with here and <laughs> it's just ingrained in everybody's mind that if something hurts you, you ice it and then you're going to come back the next day and it's going to be good. And it never is good. So then they come to me and they ask me and I'm like, ice is fine as a first step, but you have to take uh, other steps after that. If you really want it to heal and and get better, you have to actually do exercises or go get treatment. You have to do something else other than just icing it. But yeah, I I've been getting, yeah, man. I've been catching a, I've been catching a lot of flack because <laughs> because of that. And what I, But what I'm trying to do, and, and I want to see how this goes. So KitKat did this with their chocolate bar. They made it so that when people think of taking a break, they think of a KitKat because they did the whole give me a break, give me a break, right? Yeah. But then they took it a step further. They started attaching KitKat to coffee right? so that when people went to have a coffee, which is very often, people thought about KitKat. So I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm trying to get people to think – Okay, when I'm going for ice, go get your ice. That's fine, but also grab Cole and ask your question so yeah. that you can figure out what you should be doing next. That's the that's a long term plan. Again, it yeah. could be completely failing right now, and I, I, you know, that's like we talked about. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uh, yeah, you gotta try stuff and see how it goes. And uh,
0: yeah. Well, the other thing too, I think, um, I mean, the icing like the rice, for instance, rest, ice, compression, elevation. Don't 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 quote me. Cr- directly on this but i I think that was for i mean i think the main reason for that is for athletes that were not getting treated like if you're going to be at home anyway after an ankle sprain um then this is the minimum you can do post injury is get the blood from from pulling down in your lower lower body get it off the ground a little bit compress it to keep the swelling from going crazy and, and all over the place and and try to stop some of the acute inflammation um but yes, of course, like the movements and the range of motion after injuries and preventing scar tissue from get going, getting out of hand. There's so many the other things that, that come into it. So I do, I, I like the idea of just getting people to think about um, just, you know, uh, rehab a little bit differently. Think about how you heal a little bit differently. It's, it's smart. And it actually lends to creating conversations so people can ask the people on, on Co. what's going on with their body, which is cool um no well, yeah 100
1: percent, man and uh yeah I, I i think yeah it's just getting that conversation going and thinking about other ways other than just ice like i think everybody knows that ice is there it's available it's easy to get um i don't think any more athletes need to be reminded to take ice but i think it's just kind of taking it to the next level
0: yep for sure for sure all right man this is a great talk i think so what what, what i want to do before we talk next time if, if we can make it happen is i'm gonna go on the app i'm gonna explore a little bit i've not been on there yet and uh Maybe maybe I can give some feedback or or give you some opinions and you can tell me like how it's supposed to work or if I did it wrong or, or something like that. I think that'd be really fun just to kind of dive in like that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I think that'd be dope. Uh, I think so. Wait, just so I'm sure. So you're saying you're not gonna dive in on the app until we get on until we get on a, on, a, on a call again? And no, then I'm we'll saying do I'm it gonna, like live.
0: I'm gonna dive oh. into it now, and, I'm, okay. and then when we get on, I'm gonna give feedback on it, and you can okay, cool. you can bounce it around a little bit.
1: Nope, I like that. Yeah, I, I think that would be cool.
0: Sweet, man. You guys are listening to Ian Warner. Ian, thanks so much for coming on the show, man.
1: Hey, it's, a, it's a, a dream come true, man. I've been thinking about this for a long time, like I said, man. So thanks for having me.
0: Sweet. You guys are listening to Ian Warner of Colabs. Go check out Colabs, K H O L A B S dot com. His Instagram is fire, not ice. Got that one. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> check everything out. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Ian Warner, of course, Athlete on Fire, extraordinaire. And uh, I'm here to make dreams come true. So that it just happen. Boom.